What's happening? Welcome to the first season of Apples and Snakes, the podcast. I'm your host, Yomi Shode. And this season, we will be focusing on what it means to be black, British and a poet or spoken word artist. If you're interested in getting a greater insight into the journeys of some of your faves, then join us and keep listening. Saying that, if you do like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. In today's episode, I'm talking to Katie Bailey and Q. We're talking poetry, of course. We're talking education. And we're talking about representation. And whether we see ourselves in the education system when it pertains to poetry, as opposed to listening to war poems from old, dead, white folks. Let's see what we get up to. Wicked. Oh, my days. Um... I, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm talking to, 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 to two esteemed gentlemen. <laughs> as we, as we, as we get into this conversation right now, for the most part, one of, one, one, one in particular, I think this is the first time that we're actually speaking, speaking, Casey. Like, yeah. I think it, yeah, yeah, I think so. it is like, we've definitely been kind of, been connected digitally and what yeah, have you via yeah, the yeah. interwebs, but it's the first time that we're speaking. And congratulations on your new ten- tenure, man! Like, congrats, congrats, congrats! Um, and 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 flip side, I'm speaking to someone that I've known, I think, for just as long as I've been just within the scene, like just run, like within the poetry scene you know and what, what have yeah. you. On the outskirts of it, I don't even know how far back we 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 go, Q. Like, but it's it's mad. It's 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 mad. I, I, but it's beautiful. Hell, just looking luxurious out in these streets. Be talking <laughs> rose water. All that people put in the in the in the hair treatment. Casey got the hair treatment guy. I think we're all we're all just here. But yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're, the <laughs> we're here with the hair. But we're not only just here with the hair. We're here to literally talk about poetry. And education mm. and poetry in relation to education, education in relation to poetry. I can, I can, I can go on. And and I I remember for the most part my entry into poetry being being um, John Agard in 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 the in the in the anthology that I yep. think the majority of a certain generation have kind of read through and. There was poems from John Agard. There was other poems in there that I remember reading. And I think that was, outside of that, didn't necessarily relate to poetry too, too tough, if I'm to be perfectly honest with you. Like, and I expect that to be the same kind of conversations we're going to have. And later on, far down the years or whatever it is, I'm still in a situation where I'm thinking about poetry. And if, and for the f- most part, if people are thinking about poetry, they might be thinking about <laughs> Dead white folks, mm-hmm. men, literally. majority, literally. like literally, like it's Real just, life. and it speaks to a certain time, and it speaks to a certain line that I've heard over and over and over again. Is like men of their time, but at the same time, in past conversations that I've had within the series, it's almost as if like these, 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 these writers that were lauded and um, for their work, and again, lord away, like praise away and whatever it is, there was certain work being made specifically during times of like colonization and a whole bunch of 
treacherous mm. pillaging stuff <laughs> do you know what I mean and 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 that needs to change and that needs to change and it's a pleasure to be speaking to both of you and the work you've both been doing in in the promotion of that kind of landscape changing over mm. time so I'm really excited to get into this because this is the back like I I work with young people Q I know you've done some work continuously if not directly in school which we'll talk on yeah. I know that there's been a lot of young people young adults over time that's kind of worked with you Casey most definitely you yeah. are engaging young people and young writers as well within your field and before we get into that I'd love for you to just to get some poetry for me um, Casey, if that's possible, and then we can get into yeah. Oh my god! Um, so um, I'm going to read a poem called "Waking." It's from, uh, or, or should, hopefully will be from, uh, my upcoming collection. Uh, unless it gets boy, <laughs> unless it gets cut. Better news, you know. So much news today. So much good news today, man. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a nice time. Um, so yeah, this is called "Waking." There is a violence to her tossing and turning that speaks to an ingrained experience of barbarity. Her eyes shut tight, whimper, relays, echoes of the gunshots thundering through her mind. Burst berries sprayed across his jumper like when she used to feed him at that high chair. On this day, his jumper will be cast aside by paramedics. She is fired from the barrel of her bed, too quick to feel the damp of a soaked pillowcase. She's racing to a room, searching for a boy who isn't there. He's never been there. She moved to this house to escape his ghost, to save his brother, to sleep until morning. Cool. <sighs> that is it. That is it. You get the clicks, you get the claps, you get everything. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah. All, everything just happened. Everything just happening. Casey Bailey, Q of Dope Readers. It's an absolute pleasure to be speaking to both of you today um i can't tell you how immensely excited i am to get into this and still temperature check how both of you how are you i'll let you go first q <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll breathe on the question <laughs> um yo pressure man um you know what, let me start with a go back to how how so how long i've known you for right here today was the first time i've ever called you yomi i just realized that I just realised that. I realised that. I have only known you as greeds. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's how far back I know you. That's the reality of it. I, I, I only know you as greeds. When they say, are oh, you coming to box? I'm like, yeah, see greeds. What, yummy. Not greeds, bro. Yo, you don't, you don't, know, you don't know greeds. You're talking like there's two different people. Like, do you know greeds? Nah, like, chill, bro. Like, but yeah, that's how, that's, that's, how far back, that's how far back I know I know you. You're one of the first people I met when I came into the whole game, man. Literally. I came to the game literally because I, I came in, literally going for the poetry show, which is wow. Anyway, how am I? Um, I'm feeling good now. I'm in this conversation. To be mm. fair, I feel energized. I feel energized. I feel pumped. Um, I feel ready to have mm. a conversation. I mean, generally, um, I feel good, man, because I'm still able to like produce work and uh, produce content and still sort of uh, add value to to somewhere and somewhere. And that's what's keeping me going, knowing that I'm still adding mm. value in some way. So it's like, yo, that's motivation to keep going. Do you know what I mean? Like you're doing stuff mm. daily and you've got a reason to get out of bed. So use it, go for it. Do you know what I mean? One fourth. So, so I mean, again, some days you get the days where it's like, yo, today is a day where like, I'm, I'm not even trying to move the duvet. Like, I'm yeah. just living <clears throat> under the cover and it's, it's, that's me today. Like no one bring me, they've been opening the windows, but do you know what I mean? Other days it's there, but generally overall, I'm feeling good, man. 
Feeling yeah, high, feeling high. Yes. Thank you. Casey, talk to us, man. Yeah, man, I'm blessed. It's been a it's been an interesting uh, few weeks. It's been a difficult few weeks, but I managed to put to bed some nonsense yesterday. And um <laughs> and uh so I'm feeling very blessed right now. So it's good. It's good. Um the oh man. There's so much. There's so much to explore. There's so so much to explore. And I guess for me, I would I'm very keen on on knowing about the journey, just know more about the journey. To some degree, Q, I already, I'm interested to know more about yours from what I know already, like the ins and outs of it as well. But Casey, I, there's, there's this exciting feeling that I just have, like, and just not necessarily knowing much, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm very interested in the transition from grime to teaching. Yeah. I'm very, very interested <laughs> in in Birmingham because I know part of this series is looking into this kind of London-centric nature mm-hmm. and this kind of habit of just focusing specifically on London and not looking at this in a kind of national kind of lens in terms of saying, listen, you might have thinking that your poetry is boom down there, but listen, it's <laughs> not what you're thinking it is because there's plenty of fire For outside real. of your landscape. Do you know what I mean? So I'm very keen on knowing about Birmingham. And and yeah, let's just start. Let's just let's go between those two realms at the moment, for the most part. If you don't mind, just talking yeah, a bit cool. more about just about your journey. Yeah. So um, so I I came out of school. Well, I, I kind of uh, I got through school. Luckily, really, I always say. So I'm a teacher now, and I've been ahead of behavior in in a couple of schools. And I always say I've never worked in a school that wouldn't have kicked me out as a kid. And I was, and in many ways, I was fortunate that there were too many bad youths in my school for them to get to kicking me out. Like I was on a list somewhere, but it was a long <laughs> list. You know, what I mean, a certain man was doing some real crud in secondary school, so I was, I was kind of bobbing and weaving. Um, and I remember in year ten, my my head teacher called me in and she said, uh, she said, "You're very influential in this building." Thank Jeez. you. Um, and she said, uh, <laughs> she said, but at the moment, you are. You're not adding positively like I think you should, she said. But mm. realistically, you're one of the people who I think is going to get some grades. Yeah. So that's what's hanging you on, she said. But if the time comes where you being here is creating problems for other people, don't think I'm not the one to, to get rid of you because I am. And I looked in her face and you know when you know someone's serious. She yeah. wasn't, because she wasn't doing anything at the time. Like she weren't excluding me. She weren't, She just called me in like, out of the blue. So I was like, nah, now you're yeah. really letting me know you've got me lined up if it needs to happen. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. So I semi got my head down from then, but I was, I still, you know, did my little thing. But I got out of school, I was happy. I went off to, to college and I made a big decision. Probably one of the biggest decisions that I made was I went to, there was, there was a couple of colleges in my area where basically there was just like breeding grounds for, for gangs. And I was kind of involved and related to what was happening in my area at the time anyway. And I mm. thought there's no point in me going to a college and going there because just man them, man them, man them. Madness, mm. madness, madness, and nothing good's coming of it. So I moved, like, I, I travelled out of the area for college. Did all right, you know, scraped by, went off to university. And when I went to university, I didn't realise this is the level of organisation and, and luck and fortune, along with some hard work that's led to my, me being okay in life. I mm. didn't realise the course I was doing was based around teaching. So mm. I just applied for I applied for a PE course thinking it was just going to be a continuation of the PE that I was doing at A-level. <laughs> and six weeks in, they were like, yeah, we're going to get these uh, primary school kids in from down the road and you guys are going to teach them. I was like, what am I teaching them for? Like, what, mm. what's all this about? What are you making me teach mm. people for? And they were like, Casey, you're doing a course around teaching PE. I was like, rah. Mad. Rah. I never read this prospectus properly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
And I realised rapidly in that time when I was, co- I was coming back to the ends to coach um, some, some youths from like the area that I grew up in, in football. And I realised in that time the, the impact that you can have in young people's lives is like, is wild. Yeah. And I kind of knew it from my own experience because I didn't, I had a lot of bad experiences throughout education, but there were one or two people who really pulled it on the line for me. And mm. they're part of the reason why I managed to get through. So, so that was that. Uh, I was a grime MC because I grew up in Birmingham. And everyone wanted to be a grime MC, mm. and uh, th- but none of them was good as me. No. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. It's okay. No, 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 I'm only joking. Be okay. If you are the you best, yeah, the best it's okay, best, bro. Need, bro. It's okay, bro. You know what's it's mad? fine. It's totally fine. You know what's mad? When I was 17, I would have said that and not laughed in the slightest. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so. <laughs> I, I love them scene. I wanted to be Kano, basically. I thought, yo, boom, I'm Birmingham's answer to Kano in my head. Mm. Um, and and I loved it. I still love it. I love grime music. I love MC and I love rapping. And really the transition for me to stop making music, I stopped making music for a long time, is that the music I was making was mad negative. Like every, it was to the Maybe. point where people in my area were coming up to me saying that they'd done something and saying, yeah, because it's like you're saying, you're tuned, blood, you get me. And I'm like, rah, like you man are moving mad because you feel like I've told you to move mad. And and now these times I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to make moves away from the ends and I'm still making something that's making you feel like you should be moving mad in the ends. So I just stopped making music for ages. And every time I tried to do a little come back with a little positive tune. People like, nah, man, we want that. We want that crud, man. We want that. I'm like, yo, listen, stop trying to, trying to make me do it, man. I don't want to do it no more. Um, and then, and then, yeah, so I kind of skated through university and, and I realized, I kind of realized I was going to become a teacher more than decided to become a teacher. Like I realized that was what I had to do. Yeah. And, and now, boy, it's, I just love it. There's nothing more, there's nothing more rewarding than just working with young people and seeing, particularly for me, seeing the ones who have been in the kind of predicaments that I was in. And and that doesn't, that's not necessarily coming from my the same kind of background, but just feeling like when you come out of school, things are not going to go your way. And having yeah. someone who will say to you, like, now nah, that you can make this happen, like you can actually, you can do the things that you want to do. Um, that's just powerful. It's just powerful. And... Um... You can do the things you want to do. Thank you for that. And I, I'm even segue into Q and I'm in that whole thing of doing what you want to do. Q, bro, you've I've never in my life, I don't think I've heard you read a poem or kind of proclaim yourself as like a grime artist or an artist or whatever it is, but you've worked with artists and supported their vision. I remember the early, early days. Yeah, I yeah, remember man. you were supporting Sully with a lot of his work. I remember when you support what, I don't you, when you support Nigo Truth and you to some degree still maintain comms with these these writers. I know that you've worked with singers. I know that you've worked with rappers. You worked and you helped with my. Um, I remember when you was helping in terms of the ready the EP launch in twenty in 20, 20, 2010, 2011. And interestingly enough, the day of the show. We were shut down by Form Six Nine Six, bro, and I was very yeah. pissed off. Yo, <laughs> and I was very annoyed. We done all that marketing. The team, everybody was talking. Everybody, I know that. Like, I was talking, producing that. Who was sharing my frustrations. You helped, like, talking to you in terms of trying to get the reach out and everything. Was getting ready for the launch of that EP that evening, and they hit us with that three or four yeah, hours. No, about five hours before the launch night to say that we're not doing this, we're, we're cutting it. 
And again, anyway, yeah. rah, I say this to say, I say this to say that I'm I'm very keen on knowing because I know we've got a lot to go through and I want to talk to you too about this on a very deep matter. From that point of work, working with artists, helping artists, supporting artists to a point of dope readers. And I think for a bit, I didn't see you for a bit as well because I think for a bit you kind of took some stock for yourself. What's that journey been like for you? Similarly with Casey as well in terms of like, um, what's that been like for you, man? Like, like to, to what, what don't I know about that journey? Um, yeah, um, first yeah. of all, yo, Casey, see your life, yeah? It's going to be a movie, you know? I promise you, no, it's going to be it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a quick motivation film. And be like, yo, you might see Casey. Yeah, what? Some man that came from grind to teach the pro. We're gonna have to get past the statue of limitations first. Yeah, you want me to answer your, answer your question? Man, I've known you for a while, and um, I feel like it, yeah. So my the time away was me in the mountains. With the mountains, obviously, being the the quiet space, the space to yourself, the space to sort of um. Yeah. Yeah recollect and we see what's up so I think like from the last time we've even interacted properly um, I'm still running the platforms and still doing what I'm doing now but I think it came to a point where I realised that my love wasn't per se for the music in a sense not saying I don't love it please let's not yeah. let's not say it there you know what I mean my love came more for the talent the art form yeah. the people behind it and then I've got a very strong love of like growth and um, development you know what I mean I love, I love to watch people and see people grow I love to help people as well I love to see it just flourish into something it just is a, it's an incredible feeling in the heart that just it's like yeah I helped that and now it's yeah. that like I helped make that piece go in to get to the next step just do you know I mean any way possible yeah. and um, I think with these in mind that's where I sort of had to sit and analyse my skill set and my talent set be that I'm able to do the organisation of these events or yeah. not with it being a normal thing that people can do generally I think it came down to just me understanding that yo like the thing I love literally is it being the growth the talent and whatnot. Is, is is how I want to try and push and, and promote whatever I do in any form of sense. So with the art history, because I just have long mm. people to proceed, I feel like they're the future. You know what I mean? I love this line by Tupac that he says, um, I may not be the one to change the world, but I'll be the one to spark the mind. That's like, that's the line I live by. That's the line by everything I do, mm. more or less runs by. You know what I mean? If I can't do it, I'm going to help someone get to that spot there. So um, upon realizing that that's, yeah. that's where the love is, I was able to apply these skills in different areas, be it books, be it young people, be it music, be it tech, you know what I mean? Just sort of all uh, landed where, wherever I love this course, it can be used. And that's how it comes on to the dope readers. I love books. Mm. Um, a lot of people I speak to aren't really book readers until I had to create a platform and speak to more people. Then um, a lot of the young people I spoke to, so they weren't necessarily book readers. And then upon realizing that these are the people who uh, like, they no, they like what's written in the books, but they'll never pick it up. How do we do that? Do you know what I mean? With it being yeah. that I was that person as well a couple of years ago, why did I pick it up? How did you move from there? And um, yeah. yeah, when that idea came, it sort of, I just like, I just run with it. I'm a very much a go try, if it fails, then it fails kind of guy. So yeah, man, in that time, mm-hmm. once you learn that, once you've learned that new, I, I want to say I learned that real chunk about myself, I was able to say, okay, cool. Now I know this for certain, I can apply it somewhere else and make it work. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it was learning, all of that was just learning process, man. Life is learning anyway, but and, and there's something from both of you that's very giving. Um, and I think once you got into your fields of work or your fields of purpose, shall I say, there's something there that's like, oh, this is beyond me. This is something that I I I can see others take from. And cue on your side, it's almost like, yeah, this 
that dope readers like is actually is fun to be reading books do you know what I mean and Casey on your side is that I'm not necessarily talking about these negative things I want to turn it around and I'm, this is my skill set mm-hmm. and I can promote it in this way towards towards young people or what have you and blah blah and and just keeping that going I suppose moving into education now and considering young people and poetry and education, what are your immediate? What, what I guess, di, di, what were your immediate concerns in regards to this? Because I'm just like, okay, cool. Would poetry strike to me now if it was in like it if it's in the books and it's gonna be in schools? Will I mean? Will I be necessary? Will I be drawn to it? automatically as opposed to just going online on a YouTube and I can just kind of click and I'm just seeing Stormzy doing, doing his thing or whatever it is. Like how, what, has there ever been a concern for you in regards to poetry, education, just generally? Has there been? I think that's a good, I want to kick <laughs> off. And I, I want to be, I want this to be as honest as possible made, as we're know? kicking into this right now. You never mind left to be honest, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'd rather be, I'd rather just get to the, just yeah, to the, to the, to the, the nitty gritty. I'd rather just get to the nitty gritty of it. I'm just like, right, is there a concern in it? Like, am I, is there a concern in this? When you were, consider yourself when you were, I don't know, between, between 12 and 16 or whatever it is and what have you, maybe even post that point, mm. was poetry everything that you considered? F- for me personally, no. And I think that the reasons, for that are still like just as prevalent today. Like my only memorable recollection of poetry in school, funny you mentioned John Agard earlier, my only memorable recollection of poetry in school was my teacher, whose name was Mrs. White, um, <laughs> aptly yeah. enough, read John Agard half cast. She looked at me like straight after she finished it. And I weren't even, I weren't even the only mixed race nah. in the class. Um, <laughs> and she looked straight up at me and she went, was that okay? And I says, I'm going to try and censor myself now because one of my students might watch this. I says, I don't know. I've never read that poem before. Like, yeah. why are you asking me? You're an English teacher, you know? You're asking me yeah. if the poem's okay. Because in my head, it was like, I'm, you're definitely not asking me, was the poem okay? Because I'm because I'm mixed race. Like, are you, are you, are you <laughs> everything all right at home? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right? Are you all right? Are you good? Are you, like, are you good? good right now? So I was just like, raw, like, and that, and and when I think back on poetry at school, that's the only thing I can really remember. And yeah. like the poem itself actually stuck out to me, but not when she read it because she read it in a really weird, like well, it wasn't weird. She read, read it in her voice, and he was John Agard, and it. So she was like, "Don't want oh, the, the sun to pass." Stress. Aras, and I was like, "Aras, stress. Aras. not Aras, Aras." The sun to pass Aras. I was like, Ara- what? <laughs> so it was funny. Um, it was funny, but it weren't funny. Yeah. And I think my concern is like the poetry that we see is, I always say, so I talk about um, poetry in schools a lot. I'm not, I don't teach English, um, but the, the issue that we have with poetry is like nobody just wants to read poetry. That sounds like a mad statement to make, but mm. nobody just wants to do anything. So nobody just wakes up and goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to read some poetry. So we're giving kids poetry and just expecting them to read it because we said they have to read it. And ultimately they will, but they won't care. So we mm. need to find something in the poetry that connects to them. Mm. And, and then they read the poetry because it's important. So if I give a youth who grew up where I grew up, um, 
a, a modern poetry book, I won't name any many any poets that I read because that would be disrespectful. They might look at it and not read it. But if I gave them Caleb Femi Poor, they'd read the mm. book. They're more mm. likely to read the book because the moment they open up the book and, and Caleb Femi said that he was winding on a girl and a man and was holding him up like scaffolding, them boys mm. are like, yeah, 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 I can see mm. that. That's that's me in a rave. No. I know that there. Whereas we're just giving giving kids poetry that's like, you know, Wilfred Owen, exposure. Like, bro, like, this is a 14-year-old and he's reading a poem about a man being in World War One, And it's mm. like, nothing in this poem or World War II, nothing in this poem is doing anything for the youth. So you're just mm. expecting him to just appreciate poetry? Like, based mm. on what? Um, and that's, to me, that's a struggle. And, I, well, I'll come on to my, my other issues around that in a bit while I let Q <laughs> jump in and... Q, because I know, I know this, but I know Q got this, this pepper yeah, behind what he's about to go through right now. Because I'm really keen to just know a bit. It's one thing to yeah. definitely chill with poets, right? Mm. Chill with poets and definitely hear what they, what they're. Like I said, I mentioned the poets earlier that I feel like you've supported yeah, yeah. and you've been around and you've heard some of my work as well and what have you. But that's that's on the mic. Mm. When we're talking about this now in terms of books. Is it something that you've considered that you sat down to go, uh, I call and buy this collection today in the same way that mm. you would probably buy an album to listen to? You, is that something you factor also in your, um, in, in so, in your life? Again, generally? I want to go back to that what you said prior just about your introduction to poetry because at least into this. Casey, what you said you make is like the 100% truth. So yeah. my, my main concern was that, so I have to research before every podcast, any talk I do just so that I've got my bearings right. This research meant I had to go back into my memory banks mm-hmm. right here and like learn my anthology. Now I had to give you a little bit about my background. Majority of my time of my tea of my young years was spent in West Africa and Ghana in school there. But I was able to do a little bit of like year eleven back here. So I think I mm-hmm. just hit like a, a like a last minute anthology for like English. It wasn't like a math, it was a little on it. Now prior mm-hmm. that in Ghana, I can't, I can, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest with you now. Like the only poems we read were in like the home language. I am not that skilled in reading my home language. So it was a bit different. Again, it was very different in terms of like what mm. we're talking about. So I think the poetry in like when I would learn in Africa and Ghana, it it, it, it spoke to me more because we had, they were talking about stuff like yam. I had yam and I had yam in Oxford the other night. Yeah, I know this. It related to me. Do you know what I mean? It related to me. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. came to here. Now, this is the honest truth. And I mean this like as nice as possible. Yeah. I can't remember one poem. I cannot sit here. I was sat with my friend and I said, Yo, do you remember what poems you did in year 11? And she was reeling off names. And I'm like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't ever heard this brother in my life before, you know. I don't, I don't know this. He was like, no, listen, this mm. one was on, like, on the last day. I was like, I don't, I don't know this. At, at, nah, never. Do you know what I mean? So in school, I was definitely turned off. But again, when I go back to it again, it's going to be so rude as well. But the perception that school put poetry in my head right here was sort of like, and I shall, I don't have to do the hand, the hands for some reason come into it. They just come. Like it plays into it. I'm so sorry because I know you because I know because I know you to a seasoned poet. Do that, and I'm so do sorry. Like, this is again, honestly, this is my perception of what it came to. Sort of like, sort of like, sort of like, and oh the blood God, was in yeah. her hair, but the hair said, "Oh no, the crevice in between." I'm like, it makes no sense to me, bro. Like, I didn't get it. And you're talking about people who I just I couldn't connect mm. to whatsoever. So my first like real thoughts of poetry come when I came into the music industry when I met people like Reeds. Because when they were speaking, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I remember the first proper mm. event I went to right here was so I sat down and I think it was one of comforts events in that uh, rum punch, bro. Rum punch right here for the first time. Rum yeah. punch, rum punch. I'm like, you know, I told myself, punch, like, I'm not going to like poetry comfort. for the sole reason that 
there's no perception of it. First word comes on, I'm like, everyone's looking at me, I'm like, oh, they, oh, they, oh, they were like, they were like, shh. But <laughs> <laughs> well, even I mean? that is political because yeah. do you clap? Yeah, do you, yeah, do you yeah. click? Yeah, do you so clap? Again, like, do you, what do you do? When I do you know what I mean? stories that are related to me, I started to like poetry. I started to be like, you know what, this is this is different. But then you see poetry almost in anything. You know, your words are put together and everything you said. Like musicians make poetry daily. Yeah. They're just putting a beat over it. Like it's it's how it talks to you, how it makes you feel. Do you know what I mean? So that's when I can honestly sit here and say I have poets that I listen to and mm-hmm. I like, and I would go out and buy their books. I mean, I bought a couple. Poetry books. I think the last poetry book I bought was um, Sophia Stacker's Give This Pen a Heart. Something Give This Pen a Heart. From the last, that's the last poetry book I bought. But yeah, I definitely mm, factor it mm. in that. Only because they're stories that mm. that speak to me. Do you know what I mean? That speak to you. And mm. I, I, um, I. Oh my God, can I say, can I say one more thing as well? Just re- <laughs> Sorry, I just one more thing as well. And this is almost go like, on, the, this is almost like on, the half-hearted go vanity, but just to me, in, in, in a sense there where it's like, I know I cannot sing <laughs> at all. That's never going to be in my bag. I cannot rap. Yeah. This is not going to work. I, I, like, I can do funny. Mm. Okay. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I got, I, got, I, got, I got a bit of funny, but poetry, like before when it was seen as this sort mm. of like, like, okay, this thing. But now it's just, if I can see it as people telling their stories, I feel a lot more inclined to say, you know what, I could actually step up to an open mic and then put something together that, that tells a feeling or something within me and just be like, you know what? This is my poetry. It doesn't have to rhyme or something. Just, this is my poetry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's, there's a feeling, man. So what is, what's, what's missing then? Because I feel like not everyone can relate to, like, this. it just can't be just this one narrative that it can be only relatable if, like, if this kind of lived experience unrolled per se or whatever it is. Like, people, young people in particular, they are going through a multitude of things, right? In the same way that I don't necessarily wake up and think the same every single day. There are there are different ways that I'm feeling. There are different ways that I want to approach the world. Do you know what I mean? And we would like this to be reflected in poetry, in education, and for young people to access. And... We're saying cross-board that, of course, if this is speaking to my, on my level in terms of my lived experience, I'm going to engage with it. But at the same time, X, person X will be different from person Mm. Y, blah, 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 blah. So what is missing in relation to this, in relation to poetry kind of accessing education in a way that young people will run to They'll run to it. They'll pick up that book because it, it it's something that they want to read. Is there? Do you feel like there is something missing? If there is, what is it? I I think for me that um, the relatability of poetry is an entry point. So like it's an access point where I might relate to um, to something that Gil Scott Heron wrote. Somebody else might relate to something that yeah uh, Liz Berry from the Black Country. You know, not far from where I'm from something that Liz Berry's written. So for me, I think it starts with finding who who are the who are the poets that the people that you're teaching are going to relate to. Because me now, I said I, you know, I wouldn't give a kid Wilfred Owen exposure. But when I read Wilfred Owen exposure at school, I thought he was dead. Like I'll tell you straight. Mm. That man there's done a lot better from his poetry than I have yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought he was dead yeah, then for me no apologies yet. But I was like, yo, this is whack. But I grew up, now I read that poem and I think it's sick. And I think it's sick because I like poetry now. 
So I think yeah. the thing is we have to get people into poetry through through different avenues, through through a story that's going to speak to them or through an image that's going to speak to them. And then we use that to talk about the beauty of poetry. Does it need more people like you, though, in these positions? Because, like, I bet you could make a Shakespeare poem sound fire, bro. In a way that you might just... <laughs> in a way... Have you heard of Carla spit Shakespeare over ground? Bro, I've <laughs> I remember there was an exhibition I went to one time and I, and um, Wu-Tang Triumph, yeah? Yeah, yeah? There was one of the verses, I, I forget which rapper it was, there was one of the verses, but they printed the lyrics on 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 a page, like, or not on a page, on a wall, sorry. And it was central and it was lineated in the same way as a poem would and what have you. And you're reading it and without, without, it, without you necessarily clocking what, where it was from, you're reading this like it's a poem. Mm-hmm. You're reading this like it's a poem and then you're told, oh, the lyrics are from, the, the, the verse is from this tune and you're like, raw. So really and truly, is there something in the way that poetry is, is I say sold, but I know what I mean by that. In presented. Way that, in presented, mm. you know what I mean? Is there something in the way that poetry is presented to like, you know, I've watched them films, I've watched Sister Act, I've watched Dangerous Minds, I've watched all these different films that kind of had young people in schools or whatever it is, or young adults in schools that kind of, oh, man, who, who, who's interested in reading or writing or doing all them things? But the difference that it's made has been the facilitator. The mm. difference that it's made has been the teacher or the person delivering this piece of work. Am I going a bit like off, or is there a certain, is there something there to be discussed? There's definitely something in that in terms of yeah, people get passionate when they hear you be passionate, though, aren't they? Like I'm not going to talk on any on 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 like teachers specifically, but like if I talk about Ozymandias, which was mm. in my anthology, which I never recognised the first time I saw it, I thought I don't know what this poem is, and and when I when I heard about Ozymandias and really realised what it was. There was a uh, poet called Disraeli did something with it. Big up Disraeli. And like when when I talk to kids about Ozymandias, I will always say, I'll always go for the, the coolest, cockiest boy in the group and I'll tell him that he's Ozymandias and, it, and then he, and he'll go, why, sir? Why, why, why? And then I'll say his soul because I'm like, Ozymandias, like when it, when his time was over, it was done. And I was like, that's going to be your time in school if you don't sort yourself out. <laughs> The kids are like, raw. So you can't say that. And then, and then, at every school I've ever worked in, there's a kid in year eleven that I call Ozymandias. There's a boy in year eleven that, and I see him and I say, Ozymandias, shut up, sir. And I guarantee that kid understands the poem better than anybody else because he's like, yo, the poem is about don't just be think you're the man for today, and that then that means that you're important. Like mm. you're not just in, you're not more important than somebody else, and don't be so braggadocious. And they get that. So for me, I, I talk about poetry with passion because I love poetry. And I think yeah. when people talk with passion, I, I remember being taught A-level chemistry by, by a chemistry teacher. And my man made chemistry seem like the most interesting thing in the world. Mm. He was invested in his chemistry, like he was involved. And I think that we need that from teachers to, to at least find what they're doing interesting and then find who they're doing it with mm. interesting. Dope readers, I went on an IG page not too long ago. And it looks fly, bro. Hmm. My guy. It looks so fly. And it was looking it was looking fly enough for me to feel like, bro, what's the book that he's lot of reading? What can I kind of jump on that wave? So if we're talking about if we're talking about um how 
something that's kind mm. of not frowned upon, but something that's seeming like a task. Mm. If we look, if we were to look at it like, like a chore, something that just seems like is long to do, if we look at it yeah. as like it's not necessarily about what we're taught, it's about how it's presented, mm. right? Yeah. Is that something consciously on your side, Q, for dope readers? That no is, um, I'm going to present literature in a completely different way. Like, I'm even seeing you sipping on the tea or whatever it is you're sipping on, but that mug is got the dope readers emblem on the mug you're not even playing right mm -hmm. it takes and i think again this running this running narrative that i've been talking about within the series has been confidence there's a certain confidence mm -hmm. to be like you're trying to tell me as a man this yeah you're trying to tell me that what they say i'm gonna flip the script and i'm this is what i'm gonna do with ozymandias yeah this is what I'm going to do with literature and for people that are always talking about how reading is boring. This is what I'm going to do. Q, how has that process been on your side in regards to like almost making a brand out of something that could be considered boring to do? <laughs> I love that one. Um, I want to start with the first fact, number one, is that I have no idea. You've said so many poet, like, like poets, yeah? And I've not, I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, I don't know who these people are. I've written out one name. I need to make sure I spelled it right. How do you spell Ozymandias? And that's a poem, not a poet. Oh, so it's a poem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, that's what I'm saying. That's how. That's how much I don't know. It's a poem. It's yeah? a poem. It's yeah. A poem. yeah. Okay. Ozymandias. And do you know what? Do you know what? While you're while you're on that point, I think that's one of the that's one of the things that I feel shies people away from even talking about poetry is the mm. fact that yeah. let me just put my hand up and just say I don't know about this, right? But the 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 mm, the, yeah. the the sad the sad part about it is gets very judgy. Like it gets very judgy if 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 someone yeah, was to be know like, what? oh, Ozymandias, yeah. who's who's the poet? And be like, <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's a it's a poem. And what that does is is problematic. It's mad problematic because you're not giving room for people to learn. To learn, yeah. You're not. There's no room for people to learn, and there's straight room for people to start judging. And it and it almost shushes and it almost kind of puts people off and they don't want to know how am I going to what, how, what room is there for me to learn if when yeah. I'm actually in the room all you lot are doing is just judging and laughing at me that I don't know this you know that's what? what I mean I love the fact I love the fact you said that because that's, that's, that's like the 100% truth as well like I'm comfortable in this space to ask that question and, and feel that way do you know what I mean like first of all like if we're being real like I don't get embarrassed about those the things that I get embarrassed about are trivial do you know what I'm saying they're very trivial like but things like this, like, I'm down to learn 100% <laughs> of the time. Like, that's how it's always going to be. Like, if you laugh at me. So, go ahead. Mm. And I, yeah, no, I found this out. And exactly what, what you're saying, then, Yomi, about, like, when I came into poetry, every, people yeah. don't talk in poetry without talking about poets. And they do it in a really weird way. And do you know how many men have written poetry in time? Like, you can't know all the poets. You can't know all the poets, so I, I first, like, read, like, Keats because I was in a room and three different men said something about Keats and they're all laughing and I'm like, who's Keats? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I thought Keats might come in. Then I'm like, you know the Keats one? I'm like, yo, who's Keats? Yeah, like, <laughs> yo, who's Keats? Oh, hey, Keats, what are you talking? That man have been talking about you for time, bro. What's going on? <laughs> so, so, like, I felt stink. I was like, bro, I don't know who this guy is. And, and I yeah. used to have a brethren who would... Oh, man. Uh, oh, I say I used to have him, like, it feels like we fell out. We never fell out. He passed away. Rest his, rest his soul, but... But my my brethren Leon used to always just reference poets, reference, but he was the same with hip hop. 
And I, yeah. c- I could get with him on hip hop, but we'd be sitting having a conversation and they go, oh, you know, the new Lupe thing. And people mm-hmm. thought they knew a little bit about hip hop and they didn't know Lupe Fiasco. And we actually kind of did the same thing that, that you're yeah, talking yeah. about with poetry. Like, oh, you don't know Lupe. Oh. There are Lupe. I remember like, a couple of years ago, man, again, same thing. I was like, I don't know much about the poetry scene, but I've listened to it and I like it. And I want to learn what some of these things actually mean. So I started playing Scrabble in Waterstones every Thursday with two with a, a poet called Lionheart, a, poem, a poet called Gelade, and a poet called Kush. Every time they beat me, mm. that's so cool. Like when I say mm. when I say the point, the point mm. difference here was foolish. Listen <laughs> to me. I'm making two, three letter words here. These men are using the whole bench. I'm sitting there like, oh, that's that, that's that poetry literacy. Like, like, oh, I'm like, I lost it every time. I'm happy to say that. These men would, these men, but every time they did, like, again, every time we played it, I got, I got, I got a couple more points. And to me, I was proud. I was like, cool. Like, I use words that they used last week. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, sick. That means I've learned it now. I know these words. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know these words. I remember what... Yeah. This, is, this, this, is, this is one story I love to tell right here. You're learning. The poet Kush. Mm. Kush, made a poem, Kush made a poem called uh, Sanguine. For so long, yeah, I had no idea what Sanguine was. He would say the poetry mm. to me, and then one day he said to me, you know, Sanguine is the color of blood. It's never left me then. And I understand the poem better now. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was the learning process mm. for me. But anyway, that was a tangent. Now, back to mm. the actual thing about promotion. 100%. Yeah. It comes down to it comes down to how it's to it, it really comes down to how it's packaged, man. And that's the truth. Representation and how it's packaged. Like I'm very conscious of how we push things out on the network in terms of because of our, our our target market and who we want to we want everyone to read. But there's a specific kind of people. There's like young black males to me. I think don't read as much as they should. I think there could be a lot more of them. And trying to market to them specifically, but obviously not um, exclusively, is sort of how we how we package the page and um. Yeah, we, I mean, we just think about how we, how we, how we shoot the pictures, even how we caption it. It's sort of like the pictures that, like, for example, I remember I had a DM from a young man who said, is the book that good that you had to go and stand in the, stand in the water for? I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, I was like, I was like, yo, dude, listen, listen, the book was incredible. Like, I can't swim, but I went swimming. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't swim, but I went swimming. Like, that's how, that's how deep the book was. Like, I'm online, I'm online making references to books and this and that. They're like, yo, where's that from? I'm tweeting up pages. Like, where's that from? I'm like, yo. You don't understand like the 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 the, 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 the like necessity for books. So the people that did read and people that I sent books to directly were like, "Yo, listen, take another." Hopefully, this became a way to reach many more people at one time. Do you know what I mean? Many people at one time because doing it on my page is one thing. That's fine, but doing it on a platform that is now trying to like gather as a community as well. I think that was different to me. So yeah, like I've got young people on the team who read ideas from them. All right, folks, we've reached the end of part one of this conversation. Join us for part two in the next episode of Apples and Snakes, the podcast. I've been your host, Yomi Shode, and I hope you've enjoyed today's deep dive into the lives of black British poets and creatives. Big ups to audio producer Drew Hawley at the Lab Studios. If you want to find out more about Apples and Snakes, head over to www.applesandsnakes.org and follow Apples and Snakes on all social media channels. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, please, please, please subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.